Cindy Romer is a state representative in the 25th district serving the Southern Newark area. So my district is directly cut down the center of Main Street in Newark, um, south all the way to Route 40, and then to the Maryland line. So, you know, chocked full of families, professors, um, students, and just people that are really advocates for just making Delaware a better place. She has lived in Newark since 2004 and is active in her community. She's been a community ad advocate, actively serving on committees for the NAACP, Newark Branch, Moms Demand Action, and the ACLU of Delaware. She's a strong supporter of the LGBTQ community and is passionate that everyone, regardless of race, gender, sexual orientation, or economic status, should have equitable opportunities for advancement. Cindy and her husband Steve have been married since 2002 and have two children, Leah and Megan. They also have an adorable dog named Bodie. Vice Chair of the Technology and Telecommunications Committee, Rep. Romer is also a member of the Corrections, Education, Judiciary, and Health and Human Development Committees. Rep. Romer recently returned to the Whip Count Studios to talk a bit about how she's been adjusting to a new life as a freshman member of the Delaware House Democratic Caucus and her legislative priorities. From the Delaware House Democratic Caucus, this is Whip Count. So welcome back, Representative Romer. Representative Romer, you're almost at friend of the pod level. You've been on, this is your third time now, so welcome back. Well, I consider friend of the pod a very good uh, uh, group to be associated with. Love it. So we're bringing you back as a continuation of your first uh, appearance on the podcast, and that was our Meet the Freshman episode. But now that you guys have had some time to get acclimated to the building, you've, you've done your first session, how has it been? Tell us the highs, the lows, anything you want to add. Honestly, it has been so much better than I even imagined. I almost feel like a celebrity who's like, we're a family. Like it feels like that. But the reality is, is that everyone has been so supportive of us. I think that um, this class coming in has felt very um, supported and we feel like people want us to succeed. And that's such a great um, mindset to go into it with. So I have felt like anyone I ask a question to, nobody, there's no dumb question. Like they don't expect that you just know the protocol for how to speak up in caucus or what to say on the floor. And uh, I just can't say enough great things about everybody who, who's been down here. It really is kind of a team sport when you think about it, because you really do need to be lifted up by your colleagues and people that have been there longer. You know, there are so many acronyms, so many procedural things, even those have been here in this building years, sometimes get a little caught up. So with that, was there anything that you didn't expect or that surprised you in any way? How much goes into just even minor changes for a bill and what you need to do to really get that bill passed. And a lot of it is looking at, you know, who passed that first legislation that got that bill to be there? Or what was the most recent change on that legislation to make sure that you're having more of an understanding not only of what you want to change, but also why it was like that in the first place. Maybe it was very intentional and that there were stakeholders that the language needed to be like that. Um, I know that I've gone to one of the first bills I was like, help. <laughs> and she just like scooped me up and took me in her office like, let's get into it and just literally started pulling books out of out of the shelf and going on the website for Delcode. And we just she just helped me see that it's not that difficult of a process because I'm new. It's just a difficult process and that everyone has to go through that. So I know we talk on this podcast a lot about legislation and understandable because we're in this building. We're surrounded by it all day, every day. But switching gears, I want to talk about your district and constituents because I know that you do something kind of unique. 
And that's, you don't just have constituent coffees. Your constituent coffees are food drives where, where you're helping uh, maybe the less fortunate in your district. So can you tell us any, um, without getting too personal or details, any good stories that you have from your district or from constituents that you've helped? I, we did the mobile food pantry. So my constituent coffees are always held at the food bank. And from there, um, we just have developed such a great relationship with the food bank. And so we've done mobile pantries and they're fun. I think that's one of the things that I know I try to get through to my kids too, is that when you're giving back, it can also be fun. You know, you're getting something out of it as well. Um, I love my district. It's really funny because I thought going into this, I am a little bit surprised by my district that I thought it was just like a low maintenance district. But the reality is, is that it's a high maintenance district in the best way possible because it is just filled with people who care for the greater good. We had a committee hearing in health and there were four bills on it. Two of the expert witnesses that came were constituents of mine. Like we just have such a dynamic and energetic group of people down there, whether it's um, on mental health or the environment or healthcare or education. It is just... It's just a playground for uh, learning about everything that, that's coming up through the legislature. So I'm really, I love my district even more that, than when I got elected. And just quickly for people that might not know, can you talk about where your district is? Oh, yeah. So my district is directly cut down the center of Main Street in Newark, um, south all the way to Route 40, and then to the Maryland line. So, you know, chocked full of families, professors, um, students, and just people that are really advocates for just making Delaware a better place. So what are some misconceptions that you think are out there about what your job is within your community? I think the biggest misconception out there is that this is, because we're a part-time legislature, these are not part-time jobs. It has been incredible the amount of constituent emails we get. And again, I, I love it because I like having a um, constituency that is, really um, engaged. So that makes it really exciting to engage them with them. But you are really almost a portal for constituents to get to DelDOT, to DENREC, to ask their questions about um, everything from state retirees program to why does the budget look like this to what are we going to do about a drainage issue here or um, you know, what is SNAP benefits going on? And you're really that portal. And it's it's a lot. It's It's a lot. And it can be very all-consuming. So that that has been something that's surprising me is you don't get down here and just work on bills. It is absolutely constituent services at the end of the day. And that's really, the, you know, that's what you want to do. You want to help people navigate because it's confusing sometimes to me, to somebody on the outside who needs assistance or needs help to be able to help navigate them is invaluable. And thank God for my aid and all the aides in this building because they really make it happen. Yeah, you become an expert very quickly on all things Delaware. Mm -hmm. I think my biggest misconception is also going into that constituent services piece. I didn't really realize how many people come directly to us to help either um, rectify a situation or um, resolve a, a concern with their unemployment insurance or with um, you know speed on their roads. And so one thing that I've really had to learn is how you bring all those different people together to have those conversations. Because depending on, you could have the same issue, but depending on physically where it happens, it could be county, it could be a municipal issue, it could be a state issue. Sometimes it's all the above. We're dealing with a, an issue in one of our uh, parks that 
it's a state park, but it's also on county land. And the state police are involved because of the, the entrance road. And so really knowing how confusing that is, which is why I understand why people come directly to us. But I do think moving forward, it would be nice to look into how to make government um, a little bit more easy to navigate for people when they do have issues that need to be reported. Well, switching gears a little bit, I know that you've had a really good first year. You've gotten a lot of good things done. You had your bill that's going to expand uh, breast cancer screening services, which is so important for early detection, which saves lives. You had another big bill, which we talked about on this podcast earlier, which was um, amending our um, sex offender registry to help rehabilitate people. Is there anything that you didn't get to this year or that you're looking forward to for next year that you give us a preview of? You know, I came into the legislature really wanting to continue on with my advocacy lens of permit to purchase and Leobor, and we got Leobor done this year. So that is hugely exciting for, for the people that I've worked with in my constituency. And I really appreciate, you know, Really being on this side of it, seeing how hard Representative Minor Brown worked to get that bill done and just being really appreciative that even as a new freshman, she let me be at the table to have the conversations and help work on um, some of the things that got into the substitute bill. So that was a big thing. I'm still hopeful for permit to purchase. Would love to see that get done. But yeah, a lot of the things that I see coming out of my first year were not things that I went into. I, I had no knowledge really of of the people and specifically children that are impacted by the sex offender registry and so really diving into that and 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 learning about something i didn't really know about really helped me propel that legislation forward and the staff here is just so wonderful and one of the things that's so exciting is you can see the passion behind what they're doing too and so working with the policy team uh, my aide the the staff it's just it's really is, like you said earlier, really a team effort to get all this done. So something that people may or may not know is that in this building, we tend to have um, a little bit of downtime. There'll be uh, when we're done on the floor with resolutions, we'll go to caucus. There's sometimes where you're sitting around waiting. So what has been your favorite way to fill the time while you're in those situations? I do like filming my TikToks. Um, I'm in no way an editing um, guru or anything like that. But as a mom, I really feel like it's important to stay up on all social media and technology in general um, because, you know, I don't want the generation to surpass me and for me not to be able to, to to follow on. So I really like the TikToks. I think they're fun. I have people that I'll just like pick and choose and be like, do a TikTok with me. How about this one? And they kind of roll their eyes sometimes, but then they're like, yeah, I want to be in the TikTok. So um, yeah, it's just, it's just good fun. It's just good fun. Well, it definitely keeps us entertained. Is there anything else that you wanted to add before we wrap up here? No, just how grateful I am. I'm looking forward to the next six months and really just wanting to make sure, just take a moment and just kind of absorb everything that's happened and, and really think about how I want to move forward and what types of things I want to work on and really just spending time with the community as well. So Maybe take a vacation and celebrate your daughter's graduating high school. Maybe, yes, that would be wonderful. And she'll be starting college. So I'm really, really, really grateful that I'm off in August so I can just be in the moment with her. Aw, well, thank you. From the Delaware House Democratic Caucus, this is Whip Count. You can keep up to date with the Delaware House Democratic Caucus by following us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at DE House Dems. 